0: Interrupted. Welcome to Iman Amongst Men. This is the show where we take an honest look at what it's like to be a man in today's world. We don't shy away from topics most people are too afraid to talk about. We're going to take it all the way there. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe, wherever you listen to all your podcasts. Let's start the show. Welcome to Iman Amongst Men. I'm Iman Shumper here with my big brother, Ari. Ari gonna say what up to the people.
1: What's going on, y'all? My name is Ari, and today we got a very, very, very special guest here with us. 16 year NBA veteran Mm. and entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and owner of his own brand, Viola. Yeah. Al Harrington, what's going on, big bro? On. What's up, boys? Y'all good? Yeah, yeah super
2: good. Yeah. That energy
1: I got. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah, look, look. Yeah, he, he just clowned us. Very, immediately. very
0: special guest because Dog used to be on my phone. Like, yeah, good out, good. Get out there, y'all need to get Al here to get out there, and really bust some ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all need yeah. to get somebody like that that don't give a fuck. He Come was out a special, there and really uh, go at somebody. Yeah,
1: you were a special two K selection for me. Oh, for sure. No, fine, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you can yeah, put sir. the
0: pieces together. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. That Warriors
1: team. Yeah, we had Right? Mm, yeah, I ain't <laughs> had nothing to do with them, but I love that team.
0: Hey, we gonna start right here. When you uh hear the word hustle, what's the first thing you think, first like, thing you feel? Hustle? Hustle.
3: That first thing I think is just, like, grind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotta figure it out, make it happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, pretty much you don't have no other choice. You gotta figure that shit out, so you gotta hustle and make it go.
1: Nothing or something. Nothing or, nothing something? or something. That's what that sound like to me. Word. Yeah. Oh, the story of, the of our one. lives, right? Right. End of the day. Hustle, yeah. For you, hustle. Yeah, what does mm-hmm. it mean? Well,
3: I right. think about it from a hoop level. Like, you don't want to be known as the hustle
0: guy. You see what I'm saying? That's what's crazy about the word. But you
1: me. always want and you need the
3: I hustle don't, guy. I hustle, but, but you I to With I, your
1: swag, you don't want to be the hustle
0: guy. I also felt like hustling, it was like a, uh, I don't know, it looked like something to me it always oh, looked like something Something <laughs> bad it looked like, bad yeah, dude, so it looked just bad trying to hustle me fam like you just trying to hustle like i never wanted i don't know i'm not i'm not one with the word i have a stigma with the word it's crazy i think they ruined it for me <laughs> No, nah, it was me it a great simple. hustle plan yeah like, right. like right. i'm what? not a hustle guy <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a hustle guy actually actually i go, bro right. i don't know what <laughs> the but let a nigga
1: say he don't hustle
0: Oh, no, I definitely hustle, though. See? You right. see? Like, yeah. no, oh no, but I do it. But they changed the word <laughs> oh, into, like, that's what God. he do. Like, <laughs> he run around yeah, I don't like, dog,
1: bro. It's a sense to me. It's a mindset. I get it, man. Like... It might be that stuck
0: in a hooping stage.
1: <laughs> no, like... not even stuck in a hooping stage. That's like, it's just a mindset. Like, you just go out there to make whatever you can make happen. Yeah. Like, that's really what
0: a hustle player essentially kind of does. It's like all yeah. the dirty work. Yeah. We're going to get into it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's on record. Uh, but can you just talk a little bit about the inspiration behind Viola? Yeah, man, shit, it started 11 years ago.
3: Um, Damn, you know, that's, it, that's a long journey. Bro, mm-hmm. I've been doing this shit for so long, bro. Shit, under the crazy. Under the radar though. I mean, I was under the radar like the first three years, but after that, the more and more I told what I was doing, everybody was interested. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it just became an easier conversation to have, you know? And was
0: there that, ever a fear that? That nobody yeah, would no, be interested or people would look down on it? Hell yeah, in the beginning. I mean, shit, my
3: financial advisor, like I made my first investment. And after I made my first investment, the, every, every investment I had to make after that, he was kind of hating, like mm-hmm. trying to block me from doing it. You know what I'm saying? But obviously, you know, once you get a certain level in your career, you like, I'm my own boss, nigga. Fair do talk. what I ask you to do, Fair type so. thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. And. He was like, all right, well, I'm gonna drop you as a client because I don't think cannabis. You gonna get yourself locked up. You gonna get what? me locked up. Oh, and then he dropped me as a client, bro. You know what I'm saying? He was, I was with him my whole career. You know what I'm saying? So damn, he, that's wild. So when Over I, I fired on
0: your day off.
3: Over the Over week, that's bullshit. So you gotta think about it. That happens to me. So I'm like, I'm damn sure I ain't about to tell nobody else. <laughs> so how did you? How did you find
1: your bearings after that? Like.
3: Man, I just, I don't know, I think I just, I believed in what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? And I think the main thing is like, when I saw cannabis help my 79 year old grandmother, it just changed everything for me. Because at that point, like, you never was in a position where you could have an educated conversation around cannabis to really be like, if you smoke, like, I ain't gonna never be like, yo, why you smoke? You know what I'm saying? For you to be like, yeah, I smoke because, or I deal with this, or I'm hurting. You never had that dialogue. Mm -hmm. So just people that smoke, you just think they smoke just to get high. You don't have that. So when my grandmother, she tries it for her glaucoma and go check on an hour and a half later, and she downstairs crying, reading her Bible. It just changed me. You know what I'm saying? Because my grandma tell you people all the time, like, if she not going to heaven, we all going to hell for sure, bro.
2: Like, it's, <laughs> my, my, my that's the grand- perfect
1: way to put
3: like, it. Straight up, bro. Like, my grandfather died when she was in her early 30s. She never remarried. She married the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cooked the communion bread, everything, collected mm. the tithing, like, so she was always so straight and narrow and you know what I'm saying? For her to be open-minded enough to try cannabis or be in that type of pain and then get relief, it just changed, it changed me. So I started educating myself around it and realizing that like cannabis was real medicine. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And the only way the stigma was gonna change is we needed platforms like this. Like somebody had to go out and speak that people would actually listen to and you had to break it down in layman's terms, mm-hmm. right? Right? when, when right. the doctor come in, if a doctor come up here and talk about weed, it ain't it's gonna only sound for right. so long. You gonna be like, All right, I, I, "What you is he be talking able to see about?" Yourself. You gotta, you gotta look like us. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, educate yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and break it down. And that's what we've been able to. That's what I've been able to do. And that's what my company's been able to do. You know what mm. I'm saying? We just feel like you know, we're a voice, and we're a voice for the people. You know what I'm saying? Especially people of color. You know what I'm saying? Right now, once again, and you see it. You know. Now all this stuff is coming out with all the money that was given mm-hmm. out during pandemic and what went to black people compared to everybody else. We got nothing. So we're always the ones that's pretty much getting nothing. Mm-hmm. Where cannabis destroyed our community, 85% of all drug arrests in the black community have been cannabis related. Look at a place like New York, since they decriminalized, arrest is down 90% in the hood. Right, Just cause mm-hmm. they don't have cannabis to lock niggas up for. So it's just like, it's crazy. So like now I'm trying to figure out how do I make sure that black people benefit from something that destroyed us. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And trying to bring more entrepreneurs into the space and we just want to seat at the table. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because if we can get a significant market share of cannabis, I think it's generational wealth. Not for, for sure. the individual, but for our community. Right, for sure, agree. That's what we're fighting for. You know, man,
1: that's beautifully said. That boy might have
0: typed that shit up, did he? <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, damn, man,
1: he thought about that in the car. <laughs> yeah, boy, man, he thought about <laughs> that, that boy in the from car. That was all oh, I bought. It? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just gonna shut up from now
2: on, bro. Oh, like, right. No,
0: that's dope. <laughs> How do you educate? like a younger, I know there's younger people that are trying to develop an idea, trying to develop a company period. They're not directly related to cannabis. Can you talk a little bit about that process of how do you get a team together? How do you find, how do you educate yourself on getting whatever together that you need to go into this? Like, no, we got a real plan and we gonna really move this. Cause a lot of people have the idea, they have the dream, they got the energy. Right. They put two three people together. Two three people don't have the energy, and then that shit just dies. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just well, spend yeah. money on product.
3: Well, you know how it is. I mean, we play team sports, so one, you got to get people to all kind of be like minded, right? and yeah. have one goal and understand the vision, and you know, and collectively work towards getting mm-hmm. there. You know what I'm saying? How many people you have? I mean, for me, when I first started, it was just me and my co founder. Okay, okay. Honestly, it was just two of us, and we were just trying to figure shit out every day. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. And to your point, where now. You know how I look at it is education is key, education is everything, right? So before you can go into anything, you got to know about it, right? right? So some of the things I've been able to do, I started my own school, it's called Harrington Institute, where I did a partnership with this company called Cleveland School of Cannabis, where we have a curriculum that's just like a baseline of information of any part of the cannabis industry you want to be in. Wow. Because everybody thinks that to be in a weed and you got to grow weed.
2: Right. I was it's mad right.
3: other ways. And I know other places people are getting rich, you know what I'm saying? Because there's so many different verticals. Cultivated, you can manufacture it, you got retail, mm-hmm. you got marketing, you got Prior. packaging, you got disposal, you got testing. You know what I'm saying? There's so many different ways that you can benefit in this space, but you have to know about it.
0: You think of weed, that's our, like, natural instinct. Like, we finna mm. think of it however we've seen it, that's it bad and then good one time. And that's it. That's like, right. we don't yeah. 360 it. Like, with a product, you supposed to put a product Can I smell it, taste it, see it, hear it. Like you got to think of all these ways to push it out here and do it, and people don't think of it. It's like, yeah. dog, it's ten things that come under that umbrella. You well, that goes
1: part to the education too. If you're not educated about it, you get not one more think time
0: in the school and history. Uh, it's Harrington Institute, Harrington Institute. Yeah. If you you know feel what I'm saying? I'm about to go talk some real talk, yeah. y'all better yeah. have that it's on not your not resume. Course. Come and work for me, G. Real talk, <laughs> have that on your resume. Nah, for real. I mean, that's, people that's dope, that graduate, we
3: want to like all the best and brightest. We want to figure out how to employ them too. I need to diplomas man, and all that. Yeah, all that. You know what I'm saying? They job
0: court for weed. No, I know that, but I get the ear. You like, you shake the ear. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously we doing everything
3: on Zoom, so I'll do. it.
0: Oh, you ain't Zooming me, dog. You <laughs> I want the COVID, man. man. No, like, I want no. the autograph. I want the handshake, bro. You want a jersey? All that, bro. Nah, a side nah. jersey, some shoes. He he oh, he, here He's he <laughs> like, no. <That's laughs> He'd be he like, no, no. We can, we can. Businessman. Yeah, you putting that, yeah, you're you're putting that pressure man. on me now. Right. That's play, everybody was happy with. Hey, man. You, you know the Zoom is still just as good. I just know the man. I just know the man. Drafted out of high school in a, at 18, mm-hmm. uh, with college athletes now, how they are able to make money. Uh, what do you think about uh, that step of, do you need that step of college? Should kids be making money early? Like, what do you feel about that? So I do not believe that you need the step
3: for college unless you can't play, or you're just not physically ready to play. The, what's crazy about them changing that rule made no sense to me because when you look at the history of all the high school picks that were drafted, everybody
0: killed.
3: Yeah. Damn, everybody. Mm-hmm. You had like one or two, maybe, and they was, these was guys that had no business going, but any guy that was, was supposed to go, everybody killed. Everybody had a 10 year career. So I had no, I had, it made no sense of why they changed that rule. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I look at college, like the only reason why I say that. I regret not going to college because like when the NCAAs come on, I don't have nobody to cheer for. It's the only thing I missed out. Where was you, where was you gonna
0: go? I A oh, little man, birdie told me something, I but I just man. wanna
3: I was going to tech. That's crazy. They'd have had you over there. Who'd you to play with? I'd have played with uh, what's a kid named? Tony Akins and Deion Glover.
0: Damn, you'd have played with Deion? Yeah. Damn, Deion,
3: you should have. I know. Right? <laughs> man, he hurt himself though. Had he tore his ACL that year anyway, so you know, I don't know, but. Kind in there would have changed, but you know, you he was ended only up going 10. for a year. Yeah, yeah, I was only going for a year, half a year, really. And tech, and I'm sure they probably <laughs> took care of you too, but they they had a nice little nail package back
0: in the day. Oh no, that wasn't back. Yeah, that's <laughs> that shit over with now. Coach U was by the books, buddy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Coach
0: U was riding right, around in a oh. Ford truck. Yeah, tall Paul Hewitt.
3: Man, <laughs> I love I love Georgia, bro. My grandmother had moved down there when I was in eighth grade, and I wanted to move with a... And my mom was like, nah, you staying here because I was the oldest. Mm-hmm. And she was like, nigga, you got to raise these right, kids. Right. You know <laughs> She was like, how you trying to leave? So who am I? <laughs> like,
1: like, it's going to happen
3: again? <laughs> right. like, she like, nah, bro, you said it right. Yeah. yeah. So when I had a chance to go there for college, I'm like, I'm going, right. you know what I'm saying? And I would have went if, you know what I'm saying? If I had an went. opportunity, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> saying? Go to the league, I was definitely going.
1: Hands down. you it think, do you think it was, like, it was 100% perfect for you when you came in? Like, you didn't have any problems, like, like developing as a man while you're trying to, yeah. Oh, man. But you got to remember, I went on a team with all vets, super vets.
3: Mm-hmm. I think them niggas was old, bro. All of them. <laughs> like, old, old. And
1: all of them were, like,
2: you know, they good like mentors. Rude, yeah. They were
3: great mentors. I mean, I always say they the reason why I played 16 years, because they taught me everything in year one. They taught mm-hmm. me everything on and off the court. Good and the bad. Yeah. You understand what I'm uh, saying? Bro, I was, was able still. to, I was able to learn from all of them. And you know, the biggest thing that I learned was just like being around a guy like Reggie Miller. You know what I'm saying? Like one, I hated Reggie Miller mm-hmm. because I was a Nick fan, right? So even getting drafted when I first went to the locker room, I still kind of had a, yeah. you know, what I'm saying it, it still wasn't like, like oh my god, Reggie. It was still like, man, like, yeah, like, suckers, bro. Like, sorry, Reggie. Nah, he knows. Like, that yeah, yeah, my uncle. Yeah, like honest. my first year, I had problems, but. I was able to watch his like preparation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was always the very first person in the gym and always the last one to leave every day, bro. He was right. the best player on the team. You know what I'm saying? He got his shots up. He had a routine, the same routine year after year. I could tell y'all Reggie routine right now. That's crazy. Cause I watched it every day. It was the same thing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that's how you get consistency in the league. Right. That's how you stay around a long time. That's how you get contract after contract after contract. That's Absolutely. how you become an all-star and stay an all-star. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So having those dudes was just amazing. And I had Antonio Davis who was helping me off the court. You know what I'm saying? He let me live with him. You know what I'm saying? And one oh, of the funny stories I tell people all the time is one day I came home and I had a FedEx box or whatever, and I opened it and it had like, it had like every state on it and it had the year. Or whatever, right? So I open it, and it's like all these numbers and shit, and I'm like, the hell! So I take it, and I just put it up in my closet. So like two weeks later, I come home from uh, uh, practice, and Antonio's sitting there, and he got all those same books, but he's signing them or whatever, right? So I'm like, I'm sitting down, he's and I'm like, make a bowl of cereal, and I'm sitting there, we talking about practice, and he's signing. it. And I'm like, what's that? He was like, I was like, I was like, I just got some just like that a couple of weeks ago in the mail. He's like, really? He's like, go get it. So I go
1: get it, bring it. He like. Dummy them your taxes. <laughs> like I said, it was just <laughs> numbers on it and he just put it in the box and said. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> no, <not laughs> <about> the <something>. box <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Paying taxes, <laughs> <laughs> bro. You know what I'm saying? Be <laughs> like, yo, pay. So, like, that's what, so my point of telling you that is like, they had to teach me everything, uh-huh. bro. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Because we first generational wealth. We ain't never- You, you know never mean?
0: had a job or nothing before that. Never, bro. I promise you, no. though, I remember the days that I would call him or I would call my father. Cause like uh, just something happened that is like, oh, you supposed to get a tax return for this much if you did this or this and this. Uh, just some wild numbers. Like the right. numbers was just, just insane. Some wild numbers. So I'm throwing these numbers out there. And my dad was like, yeah, all right, son, I ain't never had this.
3: <laughs> what are we supposed yeah, to Yeah, like
0: he was really like, gee, you, you surpass what I know. <laughs> Like I don't know what you do in this situation, nigga. Like, give me a day type right. shit. Like, yeah, like you can't just bombard me with all this shit. But it was that adjustment is crazy. Yeah. I was, when I you mean, was a rookie, did you have anybody make you pay for something just so you knew like how much you could pay for? Because I never knew how much money I had. My right. brother half my check would go to the bank, and the other like he would pay the tax and then give me whatever. Right, right, right. Just whatever, because yeah, it's like, niggas, no, you pay the bills first. Yeah, okay, it's right. like whatever's left, left over, over yeah, give yeah, it to him. Yeah. Like, so right. he never sees what he ever has. So <laughs> I don't be knowing. And then we had a lockout. Right. Nigga, I ain't spending not a dollar. You know what I'm saying? I right. wasn't buying shit. I'm whatever. I ain't care about you. Oh, you came out in the lockout year, too? Yeah, I came in the, in,
3: the, in the lockout year, too.
0: So yeah, that that's when tough. you came in.
3: Yeah, it's tough, bro. You come in like you think you' about to be in the money, and then you ain't got no money still. You like, damn, still living man, at he the came crib. Out of high school. And I came out of high school, so I'm still at the Bro-bro, crib, bro. Man. Like, I should have went to tech.
0: <laughs> or you would have been chilling for a little bit. Yeah, no, I, you know
3: what I mean, right. That's how I thought about it at the time. How was that?
0: Did you feel like you was like off a little bit? Because y'all had to sit out. How
3: long was the lockout? Shit, that was the longest lockout mm-hmm. ever. We ain't start playing till February, mm-hmm. and it was again, a little bit under a year, right? bro? Nah, well, yeah, from was it like July to February? Mm-hmm. But we played fifty games within three months. So think Man, about I still that. Got a fifty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Still got a fifty. in. so I ain't played much because obviously the Pacers thought that you know Mike had just hit that they had just lost to Mike and them in seven games, mm-hmm. so they felt like they was geared up to win it. The one thing I can't say about that lockout year was that Reggie made all the vets come, or made all the players come back and practice like a training camp until the season started. Mm. So we started that season probably in better shape than anybody. The only two people that didn't come was like Jalen Rose and Dell Davis. Those are the only two players that didn't come. Other than that, all 14 players was in Indiana training. Oh, so y'all the was already time. ready. So dudes was locked in. Yeah. But then we lost to LJ with the four point play. I remember that. Knicks. I remember that. But that was the year we thought he was gonna win it. That was like the year they for sure thought we
1: had it. No, nah, they always been close though. Always. Hella close, bro. Always, cause we hate the Pacers too. Yeah, we hate the <laughs> oh, Pacers. Man. We hate the I Pacers. going Reggie Miller, like. All of us, every time we talk about Reggie or somebody Earth mentions Earth, Reggie, Earth, I just bro. get that yeah. when he was jumping and twirling in the air, After yeah. he hit that three. I was, yeah, he couldn't pick where ooh, he wanted his hands to be, go. Ooh, I was ooh, mad. As I was hell.
3: so mad. Yeah. That's crazy. Like the great shooters get away with that push, though. Oh, yeah. Did you Boy, have a team you
1: really, you hate really
3: hated? Yeah, <sighs> not really. It's just certain arenas I played in where I just hated the fans. Which ones talk about Boston. It. Of
1: course. Yeah. Of course. Yes. I, oh. uh, no, I, Boston is, of course, and I can attest as a fan there of, of the opposite team, like them people were
0: horrible. You know, I know
3: they wild. are horrible. They are,
1: but I, I don't know why I played well in Boston.
3: No, honestly, not I ain't played well. It was I a place well. where like you got going because they was on so much bullshit. Mm-hmm. And you had like-
0: You know who irked me and I never really got it going in there how I wanted? Where? Utah. <laughs> really? I- Fucking hated playing in you. Really? Bro, I swear I don't know what it is. It was like how they talk shit just seemed lame and Yeah, it's whack. It's whack. Yeah, yeah it's but whack. it was working. <laughs> like it really was working. It was disturbing my play. Like <laughs> that's why they do I it. I could that's not think do it. straight. Like they that's outfits they, they wear to distract you. I'm like, this is stupid. Like, and then I'm sitting here shooting a tray and I'm mad as hell I'm missing. And now I got to look at this stupid ass. Like, he thinking he made me miss. Right. <laughs> Low you said he made you miss. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm being honest. That's why I hated Utah, bro. Like, yeah, Utah, I hated Utah. Miles being a purple Utah. hot Shout dog, out to you, bro. Jimmy. You, you got on dog. his nerves. <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> got on your nerves, right. man. <laughs> what was your experience with the, the management?
1: So
3: Donnie Walsh was there. So I got a lot of love for Donnie that's Walsh. So I can't say nothing ever bad about him. That's my dog. The coaching, I mean, you know, Dan Foney, Um <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's crazy. <laughs> fuck it. Good I ain't dog. fuck he with him, it. dog.
3: I ain't fuck with him. I ain't fuck with... Coaches, I, with... I ain't fuck with him. I ain't fuck with Don Nelson. Damn, I thought y'all liked him.
0: Yeah, that's what's
2: crazy. No, Damn, it's... I thought no, y'all no. liked him. stacking
3: them, loved him. I didn't fuck with him. I thought uh, you did, too. Nah, we had a personal thing, bro. That's why I got traded. Y'all just both mm-hmm. wanted to win. I almost beat his ass in the locker room. One day, <laughs> this man, uh, man. he just, oh, and I knew I wasn't gonna get no stripes. I was just like, <laughs> <Real talk>. right,
0: <laughs> cuz he, no, he, he
3: was just wild, bro, like he used, to, he used to just say anything and like I used to always get it, I'm like, yo, coach, like, who you talking to? You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just had enough because I'm like, he got one more time to say something and I'm just not, Anything you know what I mean? is what?
0: Like, so it's just like indirect. Yeah. It's just oh, they're indirect, like okay. instead of saying, like <laughs> if they don't want to say something to He'll be like, go we all have to get back, and you're gonna stare at somebody that wasn't <laughs> in the game. Like, don't do that, bro. Like, talk straight to me so everybody can understand. Yeah, like,
3: He's just be on me. He's just be on me about a lot of wild <laughs> shit that I just felt, you know I mean? I just didn't like him. So, this one day, like, I uh, I hurt my back, and uh, I'm in the locker room, and this the people was asking why we're not playing. So the media called me, and I did a little interview the night before. And like on the front of the page it was like Al Harrington disdains Don Nelson. Right. So being a nigga from the hood, like what does disdain mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I saw it. I ain't know what the fuck. So he comes in the locker room, and I'm in there, <laughs> and my back's hurting, and I'm laying on the table. And he come in. He's like, Harrington, you disdain me? You disdain me? And I'm like, look at the trainer. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, I don't know what it means, but he's coming to me. You know what I'm saying? Like so he's he like walking in. and he like, oh, so remember my back is hurting. So I jump up, nothing wrong with my back. Like, bring your old ass, I'm going to knock your ass out, right? So <laughs> the trainer the they cut, get in between us or whatever. And I walked out the arena, I walked out of the practice facility and I never came back. I got traded to the Knicks like three weeks later. I and never, that's how, that's and that's how just, New that's, York got you. That's just how it ended, bro. I literally never came back to the team, (laughs) nothing. I walked out of that motherfucker, I called my agent. I was like, I'm never going back in there again. So of course, Jack, Monte, they calling me like, yo, come back, son. Like, come on, we need you, bro. I'm like, I'm not coming back. So just so they knew I wasn't coming back, I left San Francisco and came to LA and stayed at the Beverly Wilshire until I got traded. What? I was not fucking with him, bro.
0: That's crazy. See, I'm he like, ruined. I didn't even know I could do shit like perception. that. Cause I ain't gonna lie. a couple times I got pissed off. I should have pulled some shit like that. Nah, like, man, you know just some. You know what, man? Trade just, me, Joe. Yeah, cause they just think they like just cause, like, bro. I we wish grown I had men, bro. In. I wish I had that in me, bro. Uh, we cause grown I was men, man. I was too that. hard. Listen though, as a basketball fan. I also didn't know none of this shit that went behind closed doors with mm-hmm. y'all. Yeah, so I never thought of it. I thought y'all was. I'm thinking your ass in Indiana really hating the Bulls. Like mm-hmm. I really don't fuck with Chicago. <laughs> like I really don't fuck with y'all. Like that's how. That's how I, that's like how that. I was. It's, that's though.
1: like you said, different basketball era. Because back then they had like a each player kind of had more of a commitment to the city and yes. who they were playing the for. It, so wasn't right. it wasn't. All yeah, it wasn't right. that Miles easy. Wasn't, yeah, to, yeah, we
0: finna join forces. I want to join shit with you, bro. I want to go at you. Like. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking it's like that. So when you hear the stories now, it's like, it's kind of like they were saying, like, this shit been happening with Miles. Like, man, I got into it with the brass. Like, I ain't even get into it <laughs> with, with the it. brass. <laughs> that's, what that, that's what I, you learned that. That's corporate yeah. talk. Brass. The brass. Y'all don't know, you all know about that. for y'all on game. Somebody say that the brass. brass, they talk about them people that work up there. You Yes, ain't never sir. Met them the bosses. On my soul. You ain't never met them. Talking like he in an old western, the brass. I promise you, Joe. <laughs> uh, Pat Riley and shit, well, yeah, Pat Riley gonna have you Ass in a dark room with one light on him. What right. are you talking about that's how Donnie Walsh got that. I-, I promise you, they come in there and yeah. set the mood. Real. That's how Walsh. they went tra- When I when I got
3: traded from Indiana the second time to go to State, mm-hmm. that's how the and went. Donnie called me in his office. It was one the light on. He was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> so what well, was crazy? Damn, they gonna him. kill him. Like, that's that's gonna bro, kill I'd me. I walk in. I'm walking like, oh shit. Like I've met <laughs> him a thousand <laughs> times, but never been this <laughs> setting. I'm like, damn, Donnie, you good? Why even walk
0: in? They I'm be like... having a little lamp on the desk, <laughs> yeah. right? And it just be shining right there. It be like, bro, what's up? But I think it's like Man, a, I'm I think it's a thing here, though. Yeah, it's it like is. it's a mob. I think it's fair. an intimidation tactic. bro. Yeah, real talk. But it is, it's bro. it's a it's a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe because <laughs> niggas like us to sit out after while. Like, what up, Joe? Nah, I'll yeah. be looking for the door. <laughs> I'll be looking for the door. I, like, yeah. I can flame up too. Yeah, right. Yeah, can I flame? Right, let me borrow your lighter, bro. Hey, while we on the NBA talk, uh, how do you establish the investment group of other NBA players? Like, we was talking about that too, the group economics of it. I
3: don't know man, dudes just gotta do it bro. Like whenever, whenever guys really realize the power that they have working together compared to a part, everything will change. You know what I'm saying? Like When you just think about like the NBA, just with the players, right? The players get $5 billion collectively a year in total. Mm-hmm. What if y'all said, what if one year we decided to like take 25% of our salary and all dedicated to this new fun thing, yeah. whatever the fuck you want it to be?
0: Yeah.
3: You got a billion dollar entity out the mm-hmm. gate who don't want to do business with the with the players.
1: What's the process of you, you know, educating yourself before you start a new business venture? Uh, so Google's my friend.
0: <laughs> oh, saying you saying so you don't go to school route? You don't do classes? Nah, hell no. I can't pay attention long enough. Cause bro. this one, he'll love a good class. Do he? He love going. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take a class on it. Like, fuck that class, bro. That's what I be saying. Go yeah. on Google. Like, just cause Google's a cheat codes. You know, I'll just go tell the kid, like, y'all'll figure that out. He be simple. I love that. I, don't, I But I do love that.
3: But you think about it, when you go to college, most people that go to college, most people that I know that went to college, mm-hmm. my people. Mm-hmm. they all do something that they didn't go to college for. right? That's what they do mm. today, right? All they did was go and rack up all these bills that they complain and they'll probably never pay off their entire lives, especially if they only could make a 50, 60,000. Right. So you can have that shit over your head the rest of your life. You understand what I'm saying? Compared to potentially, you know what I'm saying? Like for me with my kids, I'm trying to push them to what they passionate about. You know what I'm saying? So like, even with like a couple of the homies NBA player kids that's coming up, like they homeschooling those kids now. For sure. Right? Why send them to school for eight hours to do all the other shit when they want to hoop mm. and they're really good at it. Mm. Right? So let's give them the basic fundamentals of education reading, writing, understanding. Right. Right. You understand what right. I'm saying? All the rest of that shit, you got to learn off experience anyway. Just because you went to college don't mean you ain't about to make hella True. mistakes when you yeah. get out. Yeah. or while you That's in real. I went, I went to college. Went. I yeah, You, go, you, you got to learn. You got to learn from experience. It's mm-hmm. on the job training for everything. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying. I'd rather push my kids towards something he's passionate about instead of saying, you got to go to college for four years to make me happy. Right. That don't make sense. That's so my beautiful. daughter want to do electronics and she want to program video games. All right, I'm going to send you that way instead mm-hmm. of sending her to USC just to go get a. F- Diploma right. to make me happy, and some shit that she
0: probably not even gonna do. Hey, we never got to touch on it. Now that we talking back on basketball and connections, what was it like being on that We Believe Warriors team? That was dope, bro. We was just the team, a, though. I know you ain't yeah, like, it. yeah, no, no, no. I know you had, you know, my first year with oh, Nelson was, Don't was shoot, cool, bro. Shoot, but that, right. that,
3: dope shoot. It's just a sucker, dog. But whatever. But it's funny now, like I'm over it. Believe it or not, it sound like I ain't over it, right? You like took me so I got PTSD. I think it took me back somewhere, and I'm back now. Yeah.
1: So I actually Higgins was looking in yeah. the window for the
2: pull. Oh, out. He
3: comes, I'm right. my bad, he come. <laughs> now I want to smoke with him though. Now <laughs> I'm like, he live that. in Maui, so I was like, next time I go to Maui, I'm gonna hit him up. Get him some viola, and we go smoke some viola. For sure. I ain't
0: gonna lie. The, my, sidebar, because we going we going we going we still got to talk yeah. about the the We Believe or mm-hmm. Has it ever the viola? The first time I saw it, you know what I thought it was? What? Oh, <laughs> Like, real talk, it, it tweaked me out. I saw a small bag of it, but I was uh, like, Oh, I forgot about it. That's gonna be a bag. fire strain name, though. I ain't even gonna charge you, guys. You feel right? I ain't even oh, gonna charge you. I might put that in your idea. I ain't even gonna charge you, man. I ain't even gonna charge you, son. I ain't smoking it. Real talk <laughs> not smoking. Somebody you, else gotta do it first, and That's how you man, add value survive. to yourself in marketing. You see what I'm saying? That's how you
3: do it, kids. Nah, the name. Honestly, bro, um, it took me like this is the third iteration of the of the of the logo, and basically, if you look at it, you know, no matter if you look at it f- forward or flip it upside down, it spells the same. So that was one of the main reasons, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I thought that was dope. So no matter how you turn it, it's always viable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, you know, the color was my grandmother's favorite color. She loved color purple. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I've obviously adopted it. Viola. Always wearing it. Uh, and what else? What else I have about the logo? That's, That's pretty much it. I
2: love
0: shit, that. You know? I love that though. Cause it's like, it's a story involved in it. Like it's not just some and random that shit yeah, yeah. that your, your nah, people Nah, bro, let me tell you, this is, what, this
3: is what's even crazier though. So like, obviously, so my grandmother's still alive. You know what I'm saying? She's 90 years old. She lives in Fayetteville, North Carolina. That's She's, beautiful. you know, but she has dementia and whatever. Right. So she, uh, the, you know, on the other side, but my aunts, they pay attention to the Instagram. Mm. Right. So, they're always hitting me with different things like, all right, I don't know if grandma would want her name on that.
1: <laughs> Words. That's so, what, like,
3: yeah, I was going to ask you like how. So like, I be wanting to do some wilder stuff with the brand, mm-hmm. but literally I got my aunts monitoring the gram and everything. Like, like, nice like nigga, don't forget this is your grandmother's name. Nigga, like, yeah. don't go crazy. Always respect that, That's you awesome. know what I'm saying? And you know, not that I need it, not that I want to go too crazy, but you know what I'm saying? Like. Just saying it to say, like, yeah, this brand really is it is more is yeah, is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's way bigger than me. That's you know what, what I'm saying? saying. Yeah. And to go back to the we believe real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. What saying? Saying. So what was dope about that was when we got there, um, they were like they was balling, right? And it was the first time it like they were gonna make the playoffs. But we got there and it was adjustment. So we lost like, you know, just say we lost like seven out of twelve games or something. Mm-hmm. So now we out of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Right? So we needed to win, I think we needed to win 16 out of the last 23 games or whatever to make make the playoffs. And we won 17. Mm -hmm. So we get in and that team, what was so dope about us beating Dallas was that obviously Don Nelson taught uh, Dirk. Dirk everything he knew. So he knew all his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So all we did was push him towards weaknesses. We know every mm-hmm. time he go left, he gonna turn back left shoulder. So when he turned left shoulder, it was a person there. You know what I'm saying? And literally we just took him out of the series. though mm-hmm. we beat him. Mm-hmm. No, and then went crazy though. That and we all was going crazy. No, oh, no, they was yeah. hooping. Yeah, we was lit, bro. That And that team, man, like just, like the shit that we used to do, like thank God the phones wasn't relevant back then. I think we just missed that era. But like literally, bro, like that year, with those, that two years we were there, we had three club fights. Like, in the club,
0: actually yeah. had, had
3: Yeah, one in Chicago. One in the go. And my yeah. big cousin was there. And next thing you know, like, him, Stack, it was, we standing there. Oh, get man. into it. Yeah. Literally, I look. So, they get into it. Stack right here. Get into it. I look right here. Stack, the girl that Stack was with, she holding all his jewelry. Stack <laughs> done jumped off the couch in the fight. <laughs> into it. In less than a second, bro, that dude right there—he oh yeah, he get him on yeah <laughs> yeah
0: you can see how lived. He, yeah. he lived you for You see how yeah. he cl- how he climbed into the seats like oh we for the donkeys what's up what's happening we like to ask all our guests but what are you trying to improve on right
3: now man I just I think main thing I just time management for me I got to figure I got to compartmentalize my life better because right oh. now I work all day every mm. day and like I got little kids that are growing fast as hell so. I'm trying to figure out how I can spend more time with them. That's probably like the biggest thing I'm working on, me personally, to do. That's dope. That's dope. I feel the same. So way. I got some dogs too, my kids, like they I got a twelve year old, eleven year old soccer player, animal, six or four year old, and a four year old. Like <laughs> an animal. animal. <laughs> so I got some, you know what I mean? So I gotta you gotta make Pick sure they animal. make sure they wolves, you know what I'm saying? I feel it. So that's probably the biggest thing I'm working on.
0: I'm always, always trying to do that too. It's That's like right. it work ain't too. enough time. Yeah, it's not it enough time enough in the time. day.
1: It's never, bro. It's and I crazy. hate I hate being away from my kids for more than like you know, like 2 days. Like if I don't see them, if they're not around, like I'll feel Oh yeah, after a while the
0: house is too quiet. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I'll feel
1: very, no, but you just feel lonely. Like it's, the, even if somebody else's kids are there, I'll just be like, uh. <laughs> like. No
3: yeah.
0: minds. Yeah, there you go. Or you don't look then.
1: like y'all don't look right. Like <laughs> you don't act right. Are you saying <laughs> yeah, something like my kid or, would yeah. never do that. Right, like mine wouldn't,
2: ooh, like, yeah.
1: And be all agitating. It's not the kid's fault. It's my fault. Right, right.
2: right. You, right. Dealing, you
0: dealing with something. Right. right. So I've been yeah, going through something.
2: Right. That's,
0: see, and been I going through something.
1: I could talk like that with my kids because really? they know they won't look at me crazy. I'll tell my daughter all the time, like, "Man, like, I'm gonna have to level with you. She's three. Like, I have to. <laughs> like, God. today is not my day. Like, I know you feel how you feel. Like, I can't talk to anybody else's kids like that. They can be like, what the fuck is wrong with him?' <laughs> and not you want to set but... up the
3: environment where they can talk to you about anything. Yeah. Right. You know so what they I'm can be like, and that, and I, I think I learned that from my mother because my dad died when I was eight. So. When he died, you know what I'm saying, I was the oldest, so it made me like the man of the house almost, right? Like for real. Cause my mom was pregnant. She had my little sister. You know, I used to watch my I used to watch my little sister at nine years old at night, like mm-hmm. my mother was at work, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? At nine. So I grew up fast. I know how to drive since I was eight. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that. So I grew up a lot quicker. But I just think about the fact that I was exposed to all of that, it just made me so much more mature. You know what I'm saying? It and it definitely didn't steal my childhood. Like I still went outside and played. I still did all that, mm-hmm. but it was just like I was always willing to and could have any conversation. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I just was like I was seasoned, as they would say. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or experienced. You know what I mean? It's almost so,
0: how your shit went. That's why you wasn't tripping off going from high school.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's just like. I was, I, was, I, I was exposed to so much, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It wasn't all negative either, you know what I'm saying? But once again, that's the reason why we miss out. Like this last story I'll tell you, like for me- for real, like, we love a good Jersey, story. No, no, but for real, we love a good story. Jersey, when I got drafted in 98, the first apartment I got was in Jersey City. So okay. you familiar? Of course. And they used to shoot the Sopranos- Shout out to Jersey. Jersey shout out, big shout out to Dirty Jersey. <laughs> they had they were shooting The Sopranos like right outside my building, and it was all these abandoned buildings or whatever, right? And it's all waterfront property, mm-hmm. but nobody never pulled my coattail, like yo, you know, like it was all for sale too. Like it was, I could have bought it. I could have bought it. Mm-hmm. Like if you go and look at the skyline of Jersey City now, those are all sky rises, bro. I could have bought. I could have owned those. I could have owned that property. All of them mm-hmm. property, not all of it. You know what I'm saying? But I could have bought into some of, them, some yeah. of it. But I had nobody telling me about real estate and waterfront real estate and the value mm-hmm. that it could potentially bring. And you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Right. And I had the resources to potentially take advantage right. of that opportunity. It's the education, you know. Yes. If nobody telling you, oh, you ain't and learning. And you
1: already got that mentality where it's like, man, I gotta protect, you know, whatever nah, I got bro, anyway. You gotta. That's the thing. It's like if you don't have anybody telling you, or like he said, pulling your coattails or an accountant trying to get you, you to lose, do is you lose, lose out. Forget, and just not even you think know, think about any place in the shop like, where off. you
3: from, bro. When you think about like when you Man. made it
1: the real estate that you
3: could have bought that what you see is going on right now. You probably could have bought that you shit. You say that all the time the about dollar, New
0: York. Bro. Oh, real talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the New York spot. Yeah, the yeah. brownstones and shit we was in. It's the same thing, bro. You know what I'm saying? But it's
3: that lack of education.
0: And it's the lack of communication, man. Y'all got to start calling y'all dogs when y'all see this. Like, hey, G, I know I ain't in position, but y'all should take a look at this shit. Like, like, real talk. I might not be, it might not be my move, but shit, if it's your play, no bullshit. It's, It's cheap, G. Come grab it. Like, yeah, Real talk, I'll buy it from back. you later. Right, right. Real talk, long as we <laughs> got you it. You just grab it for me now. Real <laughs> talk, like, <laughs> I'll give it back. i grab back later because I want to do something with it. Back. <laughs> Real talk, I need some investors first. Then I'm going to come grab that. it. I tried
3: that. Those niggas are going to be going
0: for that. Mm-hmm. What? They said, niggas are going be going. I'll hold it for you. Yeah. Like, you just hold it. I'm going to buy it back from you in two years, gang. No bullshit. I'm gonna, same I got a, who bullshit. to this yeah. contract? Same price. He same
1: price.
0: i this next contract. Hey, man, every show. We get to tap in with the fans on social media. We get to answer some of their burning questions. All right, which one we got today? Uh, we got a listener question from IG today. The question says, Bro, this the... is live?
2: What? Mm-hmm.
1: This live? Yes. Oh, okay.
0: That right. nigga <laughs> lied. <laughs> you ruined it. Oh, All right, that. my man, run it back, run it back, run it back. Stop uh-huh. the tape. <laughs>
3: All right. I'm like, we live the whole time? <laughs>
0: Right. Like, I shouldn't have said that. Right. He like, damn, damn, I, I shouldn't have, have said that. Damn. I thought We're I got editing rights <laughs> to know. He like, man, we ain't got to kill the people. <laughs> like, like, oh, we got to do the body ones though. Damn. We can't cut that out.
1: I got, yeah, I got some, I got like, I hope they who's, your yeah, who's your editor? Who's your editor? Call me.
0: Like, I, I put a ding dong when <laughs> I
2: say <laughs> the kill <field> for <laughs> Ding dong. All right. For listener ding-dong.
1: question comes from Instagram. And the question is, what's the best game you feel like you ever played in the NBA? I guess you gotta go to the game where you scored the most points, right? Not really.
0: This is your best body of work.
3: Best? What? I mean, you can't have one best game. Your whole
0: career, you played too I, many games, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I had a I had a game that I really. It's you like, feel like, like it was your best. You put it all together. This one game. I feel like it. Yeah, it was a coined game for me. I don't remember missing a lot. I don't remember making a lot of mistakes. We played. Uh, we played Milwaukee. Okay. And. I was probably like a, a steal, some uh, some away from a triple double, like a steal or a couple steal. I mean, not a couple steal, a couple assists or some away from triple double. But I just remember being like, "Damn!" Like every pass been sharp, like yeah. every dribble been laser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm like, bro, I've been <laughs> in the gym, like I've right. been in there, like everything is coming yeah. together. Yeah. Like I just hit that move on the breakaway, wild fast, like. But it was like seamless. Like I didn't right. think about it. Like it was just everything was ha- working. Like if I said I wanted to. Cross, cross him over in the front. Oh, and then I want to do a spin. It was just beautiful. Everything yeah, was, I, like, I had the game like that. And then I dunked Giannis, so I was like, yeah. I
3: dunked on Giannis before, too. Yeah, As a that's, old he head. was young, old yeah. That's head back head when too. he was a, yeah,
0: he, was, he was a young deer. I was Junkier told people he young. was a deer, dog, yeah. real tall. He yeah. used to be falling and all type of shit. Yeah, man. That nigga came back one year and I was like, hey, man, that man, is strong you and shit. Man. Up. Shaq. Grew up. up yeah. Strong, ain't you? Yeah, nigga Shack with a handle. Got a little resentment towards us, don't you? She's like, a, all that dunking on me and yeah, all that. That's Yadis over with. was like, oh, that's, oh, that man was dunking on us so hard, bro. The bro coldest. You, hey, you mad at me, bro? Yeah, <laughs> right. You
3: mad at me? The only game I guess I could think of is like Denver, and it was more because it was like Melo and Kenya Martin Garden, you know what I'm saying? And especially with K Martin Man, we you know ain't what even what get
0: into in no, no Denver like. stories. That Denver team, boy. <sighs> that was a wild Denver Ooh. team. Yeah. See, that's, yeah, what, that's when you teams. was my dog. That was when you was my dog. You my dog, then. Yeah, you was my dog. Yeah, you my dog, man. You my dog. <laughs> I, I didn't like I didn't want to like Denver either because I was big. I was big on just Chicago teams. Right, like, right. I don't fuck with people outside Chicago. But they, it was like y'all colors was raw. Y'all baby blue. They had and all like, Yeah, y'all had a, joke, had a joke. had joke and then Swiss go up like, man, bro, this shit raw. I can't. Man, it him. was different. That, that was a different Oh yeah. They Denver they was different. Like. Like,
3: I've been on some wild teams, bro. But yeah, that was a wild team. Were so. What's,
0: yeah. What was your
3: basic best game though for
0: this for this fan?
3: Um, so I was on the Knicks and we played against Denver. Okay, and I think I had like forty four that game. Stuck. And uh, but it was just one of those. It was you right? It was one of those games. I had everything. It was pull ups. It was threes. Right. It was
0: like you wasn't just hitting threes and yeah. just back downs. Yeah, it's it like complete. everything yeah. you want to
3: see. Yeah, whatever you want, I got it. You know, right what I'm hand, left hand. Yeah. So Spend. that was probably that game. And then I had a, I had another game in the Garden against Philly. Nothing. I, I had like forty three that game, and that was another game. I had like Elton Brand running circles around stuff. <laughs> <you know, like, laughs> I, I do caught that. a lot of dudes. I caught Tim Duncan one time when I was with Atlanta. Oh man, I got I had twenty six in the first quarter, and uh, they put uh, what's right. my man name? They put Bruce yeah, Bowen Luffet. on me, and I had four the rest of the game. Word, word,
0: bro. He just was under your handle. Yeah, just all they wouldn't let me catch it. That's what he did when it when he when the block out, uh he came, he was supposed to do some shit, I ended up poking it away. It didn't it didn't get stolen, but he just took a look at me, but he was like, All right. <laughs>
2: right.
0: <Locked laughs> he was looking up. like, yeah, if I see this nigga in front of me, man as <laughs> soon as he saw me, he passed the ball, went right down to the post and put his back on me, got set. Like, nah, we ain't doing right, this. we ain't gonna run this. <laughs> we again. not doing right. this. Nope. He nope. was like, Man, but that shit. Seeing that shit, like, when you get to the league and get to see somebody, like, really getting a bag, like, I see, see people hit a bunch of threes, and it's like, you can have a good game, but a good shooting to me is one thing. Like, right. I wouldn't remember that game. That's like, like, the game, the Spurs game, like, I just feel like I was just hitting open threes, like. Nah. But nah, I'm saying, I was I doing other like shit, but I'm saying it's, like, when you hit six threes, like, you just remember, man, I shot it well tonight, yeah, yeah, like, I for some it. reason, mm-hmm. but it's, when you have two threes, a bunch of pull-ups, a bunch of layups, some and ones. A mix. It's complete. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you just start feeling like, bro, I was killing y'all today. I was everywhere. Yeah, I was deflections, all y'all, type of <laughs> shit. Y'all call
3: it
1: a mix. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what y'all caught a mix. <laughs> right.
1: Before we let you go, Al, we wanted to touch a little bit on your partnership with the NBA. Replay. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, we want to know just a little bit about it and how do you approach it being an ex-NBA player? All right, so, shit, this is for almost five years in the making
3: to mm-hmm. get us to this point. Started with my interview with David Stern back in the day, mm-hmm. than Uninterrupted. Um, shout, shout out not Uninterrupted. You know what I'm saying? Um, talking to him about it, shit, I just educating him, once again, the education thing. Met with him two times before we did the interview, sent him a bunch of articles, sent him some product, not weed, just more CBD stuff. And by the time I came to interview him, he had already done his research, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I'm not knowing, you know what I'm saying? So. Me and Maverick had come up with all these questions that was trying to get him to say, like, the league should just consider mm-hmm. you know, changing the policy. Just think and about giving it. Giving players access. By the time I got to my third question, he goes on a rant and he just says it. He like, yo, the players should have access after all this shit that I learned. It doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely a better mm-hmm. alternative than alcohol and all these other things that we deal with to cope with the stress of mm-hmm. playing in the NBA and making... 20, 30 million dollars and all that. People don't think we're supposed to be stressed, but we are. <laughs> go through all that. And at that, once I did that, then I went to Michelle Roberts. You know what I'm saying? And started talking to her about it. And at first she was like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same thing. Had to go through the process, sending her some stuff, talking to her about it, you know, mm-hmm. talking to Chris Paul, getting him to pull up coattail about certain things or whatever. And then, you know, a year later, she was like, Let's meet again. And then just had to educate us, show her the process, show her like where the, pro- where the stuff was made, uh, showing her tests that if players did use topicals, they wouldn't test positive for THC, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of things that you think is like common knowledge isn't, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you really got to break things down mm. to the simplest form, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I had to do. I had multiple meetings with the NBA, MBPA, excuse me, and you know, got them to the point where, you know, the new um, director, Tamika. You know, she came in, her and her team, and they kind of picked up where Michelle left off. And here we go. You know what I'm saying? So replay uh, has three different topicals. You know what I'm saying? We have a foot and ankle because we all know our feet. Mm -hmm. We put our feet in the ice right after the game. You know what I'm saying? So I got something to address those needs. Uh, We have a total body that you could use. like And, you know, with total body... It's like our replay pro. So the pro is for the after for us, mm. for after the game. Like rub it on extra your knees, strength. Yeah, extra strength. You know it has you know menthol the smell like Ben Gay and all that. The total body is something you could just use and go to work and mm. not smell like you know you yeah. uh, for the Sixty guy. years old. There you go. Right for <laughs> you the know what regular. I'm saying? But yeah, so just excited, man, that the players gonna now have access. You know what I'm saying? We will have it in the locker room for them to be able to use this year. You know what I'm saying? That's fire. I yeah. bought you a sample. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate for you, to use, you, my you know dog. what I'm saying? Because I know all that dancing and shit you be doing. <laughs> I'm sure you sore as hell. I gonna lie, yeah, it's, back it's strenuous, man, but
0: that young got nominated for an Emmy, man. No she nah. gonna be all right, man. All right. Out. Shout <laughs> out to Danielle. We gonna, gonna give, gonna give her some him. of that to rub on her, man. She had a little ankle mishap, man. Right, That's right. Thing. Yeah, so we I got get it. Get her some of that. You. We got you, Danny. You gonna be straight. You <laughs> gonna be all right. Oh, uh, yeah. You wanna promote anything while we on here, man? We got the cool graphic behind you. Oh, uh yeah,
3: yeah, just Viola. Just continue to support the brand, because. The more y'all support us, the more we can support others mm-hmm. and the product fire. People helping people. Go buy replay, replay i Yes, you know sir. What I'm saying? Go pick that up. Yes, sir. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Uh, what else I got? I uh, <laughs> got a sports agency. <laughs> Let's go. Oh. Media company. Come on, man. Podcast oh. coming. Let's go. Oh. oh.
0: I like it, man. My dog. That's right, man. Pre-
3: running for president in oh. 38. You are? Yo, listen, when I win, you know what I'm coming out to? Oh, wait, yeah, what? Yeah.
1: Rags and riches, Rags and riches. That's
3: coming out just like that, me and little baby.
0: Be, rags
1: and, he
3: chase.
1: You going to make him wear a suit?
3: Y'all going nah, to wear a suit? It, you know, you hear a rock star, he'll probably wear something like the American flag or something. <laughs> baby, you know baby. Please rock don't make star. Baby don't, don't let him
1: do it. Yeah, don't let him do
3: it. You know, baby a rock star, baby. Yeah, no, don't do it. I ain't going to lie. That's but that's I it. Yeah, for real. 38, man, for real. Um, you know what I mean? So y'all get y'all shit together ready for, vote for vote for a real one.
0: The way you just broke that down, bro, you might be able to make anything sound good, bro. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I'd vote. Thank y'all for listening and watching the modern bucks men, Al Harrington, guys. <laughs> we had Al Harrington in here. Excellent conversation with him. Touched a lot on group economics. For those that don't know what group economics is, is you know, forming a group with enough money to actually put an idea into play that will take care of that group and that group's family for generations. And um, we talked about, you know, just basketball players doing that. We want to preach that idea to as many people as possible. But yeah, group economics uh, was my biggest takeaway and honestly, one of my favorite takeaways that we've had since doing the show.
1: All right, what was your biggest takeaway? Probably when we had the conversation about His kids being involved in the business and potentially taking it further, but not only that, like their exposure to it and just the amount of education that he can kind of implement into his kids and that he's willing to implement in his kids, even though from the outside looking in, it might not look appropriate. I admire that a little bit. So that was my biggest takeaway.
0: As always, thank you for rocking with us on Iman Amongst Men. I am your host, Iman Shumpert. And I'm your co-host, Ari Shumpert. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you want to watch full
1: video episodes, head over to Uninterrupted's YouTube channel every Monday after the episode drops and click subscribe so you don't miss it. Until next time, we are gone.
0: Damn, nigga, that's my line. Until next time, we are gone. He wanted to
1: do that so bad by himself. You was supposed to do the ad lib, bro. God.